All right, here we go. Today's Dab is Dab Ches, page 8, Nehele Gimasech's Kedushan. We are up to the top line on Dab Ches Amar Aleph. Amar Rebbe Yosef. Okay, very top line. Ches Amar Aleph, here we go. Let's remind ourselves the, we'll call it the question, the Shaila we're coming off of is when a man marries a woman, is it important that the woman knows that it has a value of a pruta, it has a financial value, and that itself will suffice? Or do we need an actual appraisal to know the real worth? And it's not enough that we just know it's worth a pruta, but you mamas need an appraisal. Rabbi Yosef said that if a man gives a woman an item, not money, money you could count yourself, if a man gives a woman an item for Kedushin, we must know how much that item is worth at the time of the marriage. We have to appraise it. You can't just say, oh, is it worth a pruta? You have to appraise it. And we're going to look for the source for such a concept. So here we go. Top line. Omar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, How do I know my halacha? The Tanya. Because we learned in her b'raisah, This that he purchases with kasef. Okay. What is this referring to? This is referring to a servant, who a Jewish servant who works for six years. During the six years of work, uh, uh, during the six years of work, so let's say he's three years in, and he needs to pay off another three thousand dollars. Mikasef Mikasef means he could take the value of how much he still owes and redeem himself. You're not stuck there for six years; you're stuck there to pay off. So at any point that you're able to go redeem yourself with money, you're welcome to do so. Mikasef Nikne, you redeem yourself with money. But he cannot redeem himself. With value, you cannot redeem yourself with grain. You cannot redeem yourself with kalim. Says the Gemara, "High two of a kalim hechidami." This that we say, the Jewish servant wants to redeem himself. He's, he can't redeem himself with vessels. Can't redeem himself with produce. Well, what, what's the story? What, what's happening? If you're going to say that he can't use these at all to buy himself back. It's not true. Yashiv The Torah says that he's going to pay out his redeeming. Which means he could pay it out, whether it's cash, whether it's value. So don't tell me that you can't pay value instead of money. That's simply not true. And if you're going to tell me that he can't buy himself out with grain or vessels that doesn't have a financial value, well, <laughs> guess what? You can't use anything that doesn't have financial value. Even money that's not money is not money. So you're not, value, you're not, you're not uh, redeeming yourself. The Gemara is asking a very basic question. Let's just make this easy and simple, which is, this guy is coming to redeem himself, buy himself back. Can't use grain and vessels. Says the Gemara, what? Of course you could. You could redeem yourself with any value. Simar explains, rather the case must be the produce of the vessels have financial value. But here's the deal, get ready. Since there's no set price, he's not allowed to, he can't use this to redeem himself. So you see from over here, it says in Yosef, what am I learning out from Allah of a Eved, a servant who wants to redeem himself? If you want to, if you want to redeem yourself with value, it must be clear cut, Appraised, we know exactly what's happening. Don't just throw something on somebody else and say, "Oh, 
Here's the value. And again, you know where this has very practical ramifications in today's day and age, and this is something which uh, comes up pretty often with a, with a shul. I'm sure it comes up in, an, in a number of other ways in, or in schools or anytime people want to support an entity. They want to give something to a shul. They want to give something to a school. What sort of value can they consider that? Okay? If somebody does a, a favor for a shul, and he's somebody who, he decides, you know, he, uh, he fixed something in the shul, so he decides this is going to count $300 of miser. This is going to be miser. Can you do that? Are you able to do such a thing? Well, was the shul willing to pay you in the first place? If the shul is willing to pay you in the first place that money, and then you want to be meichel the money, call it, then besever. You can go ahead and call it miser. Your mom is giving it to the shul. Okay, you can call tzedakah, whatever you want to do, call tzedakah. But if the shul is not willing to pay that to you, mechetesi anything. Okay, mechetesi anything. All right, the idach. What about Rabba, who um, who uh, argues on Rabbi Yosef? What's he going to use that proof for? The idach. He says this is what the brisa means. That you acquire a Jewish maidservant, uh, a Jewish eved. Regular servant through money, but he can't be acquired through the way that grain and vessels are acquired. A different way. What does that mean? With exchange. See, items you can acquire with the exchange method. There's many different ways the Torah allows things to be acquired. You could acquire something with chazaka, with status. You could acquire something with meshicha, with pulling. There's something you could acquire something with chalipin, with an exchange of items. That's valid on, pro, on produce, it's valid on vessels, it's not valid on servants. And therefore when it says the word kesef, what does kesef mean? Says the Gemara, does not, it's not coming to exclude on a, unspecified value, rather what it's coming to include, what it's coming to exclude is chalipin. According to Nachman, who says that even by produce you cannot use chalipin, so that cannot be what it's coming to teach me, because he says, Kalib doesn't work there either. How else are you going to understand the brisa? What is the taka? What sort of method are we coming to exclude when it comes to a Jewish servant? Uh, says the Gemara, Ella rather, really, What's happening is as follows. We're dealing with produce or vessels that does not have a pruta value, which means it does not have the minimum financial value. And that's why, since it doesn't have minimal financial value, you cannot use those things to redeem the evet. Now again, if I do have $500 worth of produce, avada, you could use it to redeem the evet. But where are we darshaning you can't when there's no value? Ah, so now what's the obvious question? If there's no value, you, what's it got to do with produce and vessels? What are you talking about? You can't use anything. You can't use a tissue. You can't use, uh, make up your mind. Why, why, why are you picking on produce? Says the Gemara, the Amrit, and this that you're going to ask, my area to avakeh. Then why are you talking about specifically produce and vessels? Afilu kesef nami, even a half a penny you can't use. Loimi boy, Kamar. The Mishnah is giving a loimi boy, which means we know, we know that anyway. What do you mean we know? Loimi boy kesef. Certainly, when it comes to money, ti is peshaver puta in iloi loi. You could redeem a guy. If it has a pruta, a nickel plus a nickel plus a nickel plus a nickel. But you can't give a half a penny. But maybe when you're redeeming, 
with vessels, and maybe you're redeeming with, with uh, produce. Since the moment you chew on a little bit of produce, even if it's worth mamish, a half a penny, it's a little bit of benefits, a little bit of gishmak. See, a half a penny, there's no gishmak. You can't buy a jelly bean. You can't buy a half-eaten jelly bean. But you, mom, you give something that's a little bit of produce, okay, you sucked on the wheat, you chewed on the wheat. Your, people would chew on wheat like gum. People would, you, you made use of the vessel. I, the vessel doesn't have value. Seder, you know, would help my grape. Epis, it was something. So I would say, gomar mekanya nafsha. So this Eved will commit himself to become an Eved and, uh, and even if it's less than the value, so Kamash will done. Therefore, the price is letting me know that there's no such thing as an acquisition in any way, shape, or form when there's less than a pruta of cash and less than a pruta of product, even when there's an element of benefit. No pruta, no, no, uh, no purchase. That's the rule, okay? So let's pause for a minute. What, what did we just establish? We had a question. The Mishnah says, you cannot use produce of vessels when it comes to the purchase of an Evan. We said, what's the case? What's the case? What are you talking about? Is there value? Is there pruta value, which means financial value? Of course you could. You can use anything. And if not, not. Now remember, how do we come on to this whole thing? Because basically was trying to use this as a source that if you ever use value, it needs to be set in stone how much. It has to be set in stone how much. That's how we got we brought onto this whole price. See, from here, you have to know how much. No, 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 no. The whole Kiddush over here is, there's not worth a pruta, and even though there's an element of benefit, if there's no financial value, no transaction is allowed. Yeah. Amr says, How do I know? Again, we're going back similar to the top of the Amr. How do I know that you need a clear-cut appraisal? If somebody says to a kaihain, please redeem my firstborn son for this calf, meaning instead of giving you five uh, sela, right, these, uh, these five coins that we use, I'm going to give you a, uh, a calf. Talus, I'll give you this talus. It's not a pity not ben. But if somebody says, I'm giving you a calf that's worth five sela for my son, or, or um, then you, you go in and you talk about the value, and it's a five sela value, now it's a pidna ben. How's it going to work? If the father gave the calf, and it actually was worth less than five sela, Kol that's not a pit pen. What are you even thinking? The luck is to be paid the years on, you need to get five sella. What's the case? If father says to this guy, take this calf, five sella, we said, okay, fine, valid, valid, valid. Says tomorrow, okay, one second. If it's not worth five sella, of course it's not valid. El alav, afagav the shavi. The chiddush over here is, when you have a five sella value, and he didn't say five sella, it's not a redemption. Right? What was the first case? A man goes over to a Kayan, redeem my son with this calf. No mention of five sela. What was the alacha? Not redeemed. Says the Gemara, why? If it's actually worth five sela, who cares? Must be, says Rabbi Yosef, you need a clear-cut appraisal. 
for the fact that we're being makbid, the fact that we're saying that no, 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 you, have, you must have a calf and say it has a value in appraisal of five salah, must be whenever you want a shava kesef, a value, to take on the image of a currency, you need a clear appraisal. That's my source, says Rabbi Yosef. Says the Gemara, but that's an incorrect proof. Really, we're dealing with a father who gives a calf that's worth less than five sella to the Kayan. What if the parties agree? Hold on. And for example, the Kibul Kayan Ilave, the Kayan agrees, and the Kayan says, you know what? You want to give me a calf? Let's say the calf is worth four sella. The Kayan says, you know what? To me, it's worth five. To me, it's worth five. Kihadra of Kahana, like what happened by Rav Kahana, Shokil Sudra, he took a handkerchief, Mibei Pitina Ben, for the, he was a Kayan, and he, for, the, for a Pitina Ben, he took a, a handkerchief. Now, a handkerchief does not have a high financial value. And Omar Lay, and he said, Ledidi Chazadi Chamish Islam, I need a handkerchief, it's worth five Salah. And therefore, it has nothing to do with lacking in appraisal. It's not the problem. The problem, the, the, what's happening over here is we're excluding a calf that just doesn't have a, a five, uh, a five sella value. Now, again, a client is able to say that, that it has value to me, which is very important you cite. Very important you cite. This is a basic, this is posh, this is, this is basic economics. Basic economics that we all know, right? You go to an airport, what are you paying for a bottle of water? Too much. Too much. Good answer. <laughs> right? Why? But the Misa, I'm waiting for my flight, and that was 16 ounce bottle of water from the tap that I couldn't bring through TSA. And now I'm stuck either between taking water from the bathroom sink or purchasing it for $4.99 for 16 ounces. Why taka am I going to pay it? Because I'm thirsty. So it's taka worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it for me. Shove it. There are certain things that taka are important. When you're in a crunch, you're going to pay more money for something. It's important to you. You're going to do it. Aye, but it's a... But it's a, it's, a, it's a... To me, it's not a... To me, it has value. Or it may Plus, not be. Or, huh? or it may not be. Or it may not or be. Might, right? Or you might say that I'm not going to give in to myself. No, home. Yeah, I don't need it. It's right. You're not going to pay the four and a half. But if you do pay it, what you're saying is the bottle of water has the value. Seder. Just that's the that's the the MS of things. That's the reality of that's just basic economics. Okay. Um Ravashi. Ravashi says, This halacha that we said about a Kayan being able to say it's worth it to me is like a situation like Rav Kahana, the Gavarabu who was a Gavarabu and a Sudar, a handkerchief is important for him to cover his head. It's very important. It's always a, a rabbi. You have to carry an extra yarmulke with you at all times, apparently. I can't, I'm not going to tell you I have one in my glove compartment, right? I guess, he said, listen, he's got a, he needs an extra handkerchief to cover himself with. But a regular person that it's not really have five sell of value, this very chashev. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. This is mamisha chashev a thing. Just because, see, you have a kid with a lemonade stand. Kid with a lemonade stand. On the corner, Blackberry, Delmar, whatever. 
These little kids, they, they put up a sign, 25 cents. So you drive by the lemonade stand. You don't have a quarter, you have a dollar bill. You don't need lemonade. The kid's hustling. Kid's trying to make a shtickle parnasa, earn some money for ice cream. Whatever. He wants to go to the dollar store and buy himself a prize. What are you going to do when you drive by? You say, come over here. Right? Here's a dollar, tzaddik. Yeah? I get and talk. Uh, do you want lemonade? So you see, if the kid will feel good that you take the lemonade, maybe you'll take the lemonade. Otherwise, be like, just keep the lemonade, keep the dollar. Hatzlach Have a wonderful day. Is a lemonade worth a dollar to me? No. Is lemonade worth five cents to me? No. Am I willing to pay a dollar? Yeah. Says the Gemara like this. It's not really worth a dollar. You want to say a Choshua thing. If I'm in the airport, if I'm Riftahana and I need a handkerchief, to me, is taco worth five cents? You could do it. But if I'm a Kayan... And somebody's giving me something, a can of chocolate-covered almonds for five cella. I can't just say, to me it's worth five cella, when I don't care for chocolate-covered almonds. It, knows it has to be something Ataka has the value to you. To you, it's like, yeah, Ataka, to me, it's a Hashem thing. Then you have a right to say it's five cella. But to mach, you know, just to say, like I'm being Michael it, and not really need the money, he says that that uh, that you're not allowed to do. Kihadamar Baravashi, Zavan Sudra Meimi, the Rabba Mikuve, he brought a handkerchief from the mother of of uh, Rabba from Rabba from Kuve. Shavi Asara Betlesar. And it was worth ten, but he paid thirteen for it. Yeah, he wanted it badly. So Itaka, he, he paid thirteen for it. Okay. Amr of Lazar, Lazar says, And gives her a dinar. A dinar is less than a mana. It's actually one hundredth of a mana. So he says, Marry me, the big talker. Give you a thousand dollars. Then he hands her a ten dollar bill. Harezu mikudeshes. The Yashlam. The Lacha is they're married with the ten dollars and he owes her nine hundred and ninety bucks. My time, why? Since he said he's giving her a thousand dollars, the Avla Dinner, but instead he gave her ten bucks. Come on, Domerla Manastami. It's as if he's marrying her conditionally. When you say Almanas, when you say it's condition, it's effective now. It's effective now, but you owe the money later. So over here in our case as well, he says, I'm marrying you with a thousand bucks. He gives her a hundredth of it, gives her ten dollars. Allah is effective marriage. She could take him to Bezin to pay off the next nine ninety. He owes her the money. Meisvei, that's a challenging question. But that's because ten dollars is shovel. We know yeah, yeah, that, right. that there is value. Correct. There's no question. Value. Right. Yale saying Yale saying a very good, beautiful. Yale's bringing out an important new side, which is that let's say somebody would say to a woman, "I'm marrying you with a dollar," and he gives her a penny. We don't say you're married now and you pay off 99 cents because over there you didn't give her a shava pruta. He has to at least give her a value of something for it to be effective and then pay off the, an unquestionable value. Good. Good. Emes. Yeah. Mask. Mesve, that's a challenging question. A man says to a woman, marry me with a money. Okay, before I said $1,000, let's make this simple. Let's say 100 I'll tell you why. There's a hundred dinner in a money. Okay, so that's the value. So he said a hundred dinner. That's why I made a hundred, like ten out of a thousand. The easier way to do it is do it one out of a hundred. So 
He said, marry me with her money, marry me with a hundred. And then he says, he's counting out his singles. One, two, three, four. And as he's counting out the singles, she, he's up like 24, 25. She's like, you know what? Nah, change my mind. Change my mind. <laughs> yeah. or, or he changes his mind. Doesn't matter. Even if it's up to 99, either one could back out. But now here's the problem. How does that work with the last halacha? We said that if you start to give a hundredth of it, you start, we say, oh, you're married now, you got to pay off the rest. Right. Then we say, one, two, three, you go up to 99, ah, cold feet. It's not true. The halacha shouldn't be, according to what we said before, you're married he and pay off the rest. That's right, you got the value. Answer the Gemara, Hakabai Skinon, to Omar Bimone Zu. The case of this Brisa is dealing where he says, I'm marrying you with this hundred dinner. Okay? So when you say this hundred dinner, what you're saying is the entirety. You're not saying I'll give you a hundred dinner. So if he says I'll give you a hundred dinner, then okay. But if he says I'm giving I'm, I'm giving you this money, this specific one, then you got to give the full hundred, and there's no matter. It says Gemara Hamad the Sefim Reisha Manastam. I don't understand. If you're going to tell me, see, this is like. I, I love looking at my kids doing this, but I'm sure I do this too. You start out a conversation, and then somebody catches you, so you shift a little bit. You're like, but that's not what you said in the beginning. That was, <laughs> it was a different expression. So the Gemara says, okay, the Monazu, but that's not what we were talking about before. <laughs> right? So the Gemara says, okay, the Katani Seifa, Omar Allah, his Kajdiba Monazu. Since we said in the Seifa, the man says to her, marry me with this mana. The nimsa mana chaser dinner, and then it comes out to be that it was ninety nine. What happens? What happens like this? Zoo means this. So the guy picks up silver, a, a bunch of coins of silver, and he says, "I'm going to marry you with this money." And then they start counting it out, and it turns out, yeah, it was only ninety nine. He didn't. He didn't give it there. I dinner shana chayshes, or it turns out. That one of the coins weren't silver coins, ended up being copper, so it had lesser values. So then, Eina Mikudashas. Eina Mikudashas, because you said dinner zoo, a monazu, and you didn't give the full hundred. What happened if you had dinner ra? Dinner ra is a fascinating case where we'll explain soon what it is. I don't want to jump the gun yet, but basically, you did give a dinner, it's just not going to be effective currency. See, in the first case, he said, I'm giving you a mana, which is 100 dinners. And he, they look at the bag and it's really 99. Or they look at the bag and it wasn't real dinners. One was copper. We say, you're not married. You didn't pay, you didn't give it. Okay, the whole thing's again. You said zoo. So it's not the original case. Right in the original case, you didn't say Zeus, then you just keep counting out, and you're married now, and you got to pay off the rest. Here you're saying, "My mom is marrying you with this." What happens if one of the hundred turns out to be a bad dinner, not worthy of currency? The Gemara is going to explain how that how that plays out. Um, so then, Harizu Mikudeshes Biachlif, that is a valid marriage, but he has to give her a better coin. Okay, says the Gemara, like. This brisa is not any different. Both parts of the brisa are with the guy said, I'm marrying you with this money, this hundred dinner. 
And the end of the b'risa is explaining the beginning. Meaning, here's the case. The man says to the woman, I'm marrying you with this money. And he starts counting out 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9. What, what do we say? If one of them wants to back out, I feel within an achron, you could back out. Why? Kate said, what's the scenario? He said, I'm going to marry you with, with this specific okay? And Lamaisa, practically speaking, he didn't give her a whole mana. He never gave it to her. That's where we say you could back out. And it's understandable why that would be the halacha. Because if the beginning of the b'risa would be dealing with where he just says, hey, I'm marrying you with a mana, if you didn't specify which money, we said it's not a valid kedushin if one of them backs out. But mana zumi boy, certainly if he says this mana, it's not going to be valid if one of if one of them backs out. And therefore, it's got to be that both of, both the Rasha and the seifa are dealing with mana zu. This way, the second part of the brisa could be understood as coming to explain and qualify the first part of the brisa. Again, we're not arguing halacha; we're just trying to understand how the Rasha and seifa flow into each other and if it's sensible to say that we're dealing with a consistent case and not that we're shifting in the middle of conversation. To which the Gabbara responds, But if that would be your approach to the Brisa, don't speak. Because because I'm going to tell you that the Seifa, the second Halacha, is coming to be Megala, is coming to reveal, is coming to open up the case of the Reisha. Meaning, Shalai Taimar, a person should not say, Reisha B'monazu, the first case is dealing with this mana, Avo B'monastam, have a Kedushin, but let's say monastam, it would be a valid Kedushin, okay, again, if you say monazu and you start counting out, one of them could back out, makes sense, because it's not zu until you give all of it, but monastam. I'm marrying you with Amana, then we're going to say, the Kedushin works right away. As soon as you gave the first one, married, and you owe the next 99. And therefore, the Seifa should say, Manazu, should say, we're dealing with specifically of this case, Mechlal, the Reisha Manastam. Since it says in the Seifa, we're dealing with Manazu, I'm going to imply that there's a shift from Manastam. And the ratio really was Manastam. And still it's not going to be a still it's not going to be a valid Kedushin. Okay. Let me put this into three sentences. This this uh, the, the way the Gemara currently wants to understand the Brisa. We, we had a problem. Our problem was, if the ratio, if the first case is dealing with a regular mana, regular money, okay, then the seifa doesn't need to speak about mana zu. Because I already have the chiddush. I already have the chiddush. That was, our, that was what was bothering us. If the first halach is dealing with a stam mana, a plain mana, 
What do I need monastam for? I could be medayik here from the Reisha. I could already imply it from the Reisha. Towards the Gemara says, what the second, what the Seifa, what the second part of the price is doing by mentioning monazu is it's clarifying the first part of the Brisa in a way that I wouldn't have understood it before. Unless I bring down Manazu in the Seifa, I wouldn't have clarity that the race is dealing with an unspecified Mana. I wouldn't know that. Now since I wouldn't know that, it would come out that when a man says, I'm being Mikadashu with a Mana, the Kedushan is not going to take effect until she receives all of it. That's what I would have thought. That no, only by Monazu is it not effective until you receive all of it. But in the ratio by Monastam, it is effective even though I have not received all of it. What do I do with the rest of the money? You pay it off. He's going to owe it there. Okay. Ravashi Yom Ravashi says, My love, when uh, when he says I'm marrying you with a mana and he starts counting it out, remember a mana is a hundred dinners. He says one, two, three, four. There is different. You know why? Since he's counting out, what are they counting towards? Harsinai. Yeah, he's counting up to fifty. The daita akula. Since she sees him counting out the money, she's expecting all the money. All right, and therefore that's why we say you can back out until it's all counted. But in a regular case. You don't back out. You can't back out. So to speak, this is Mamish MS, the way that people uh, the way that people deal financially with small money. See people deal financially with small money. What happens? You give a, you give somebody a check. You want to give them a gift. You want to give them uh, they work for you for a couple hours. Yeah? So you want to give them a check. Fifty dollars, sixty dollars, whatever. A hundred dollars. So you hand them a check. The person takes the check with proper etiquette. You say, Yeshikayach, thank you. You take the check, you put it in your wallet, you'll deal with it later. Right? It's proper etiquette, but it gives you a gift without you're not dealing with it. Okay? The expectation is that whatever's, whatever's said is going to be there, is there. That's, that's the uh, expectation. But if somebody's paying and counting out the money as they pay... There's a reason why they're counting out. Because I want to make sure that the actual money is there. And therefore, says Rav Ashi, uh, a, a beautiful Svara. Beautiful Svara. And he says, the difference between the Rasha and Seifa, why do we say in the first case that you're married right away and you got to pay off the rest? But in the Seifa, when they're counting it out, you're not married till it's all counted? It's very simple. See, in the Rasha, he gave her a bag. He says, take this money. And then she takes it, and it turns out what's in there? Not a mana. Half of it, a quarter of it, one, not there. So what's the halacha? You're married. You know why you're married? You're married because, no, she was makabal, all of it, as if it's a mana. And this that you didn't give it to her, okay, so you'll pay me the rest later. We'll deal with it later. I'm not counting it all out now, right? I gave you the check. Well, fine. Okay, if it's an issue, I'll, I'll call you up. But I'm expecting that this is a transaction. So since she's accepting that as her marriage, and you know sometimes there's mistakes in that, fine, it's a valid marriage, you've got to pay the rest off later. But if in the Seifa, 
He says, I'm marrying you with this mana. One, two, three, four, five, six. She's waiting for him to get all the way up to 100. If they're at 99, they're not at 100 yet. Both of them don't have Gemar Das. They both haven't, they're waiting for this to be completed. Hence, it's not a valid marriage until you hit all the way up to 100. Hi, dinner, He says, she counts out 100 dinner, one of them turns out to be copper. You're not married. What's the case? If she knew that one is copper, Hasvar of the Kibla. So she was Makabalit. She was Michalit. Who cares? Maybe the case is he gave it to her at night, so she had no clue that it was copper. So that's, you have to, you know, so she's never had a Gemar Das on that. Inami Dishtagachla Beni Zuzi, or was hidden amongst the other coins, and therefore is not a valid dinner. High dinner rod, this that we said, if he gives her a bad silver dinner, it is a kosher marriage. But he has to give her a proper currency. What's the case? Isn't that the same as like a, a coin that has less value? See, what I've spoken about previously is that I, I tell my kids, money grows on trees. Because it's made out of paper. Yeah, it's made out of paper, so it grows on trees. Now, what's the vart? Now, I don't know if there's enough gold to back up the money in the U.S. Uh, economy. No. But that's not my judgment. But the way that currency used to work is the coins were actually minted of silver. They actually had weight. They, the coins themselves, right now we have, we have money. <laughs> we don't even have money anymore. But even when they were bills, right? <laughs> they have, I don't know what they're printing now, uh, or if, if anything. Now it's all uh, online. But if they're printing bills, those bills represent other money. Those bills themselves. It secures it. It secures it. It's securing something else, but it itself doesn't have, doesn't have that value. It used to be that it was mamish, minted in value. It was minted in value and put into currency. So a dinner ra is a coin that was expected to have a value. But the imprint on it or the silver on it started got rubbing out. So the the value was less. Then what was expected? That's a dinner ra. Okay? So he's got Gandhra But still, even though it's dinner ra, you know why? You know why it's different than copper? Because there's times where people will take it. There's times people will mimicable it, even though it has a little bit of a of a lesser value. Like you go to a store, something costs four dollars seventy five cents, you have four dollars and seventy cents, they'll say Beseder. You know, forget the nickel. It's fine. So since Aidechak, it could be used. So the Kedushin is valid because it's as if she received the money, but he still has to pay off the remaining value. Amar Rav, Amar Nachman, Rav says, the name of Nachman, Amar Lai, Scotch, the one of a man says, woman married me with the mona. Viniach lamashkin aleho. And he gives her a collateral instead of the mona. Eina mikudashes. You hear this? It's not valid. You didn't give her money. You said, I'm going to marry you with a mona, but right now, here, take my, take my skateboard. Yeah? It's not a valid marriage. Amar Beis. Says the Gemara. Even though, even though he's giving her value. Right, because he's not he's, he's not saying he, I'm marrying you a value. He's not, he's not saying I'm giving you this value. I'm giving you a different value. Beautiful. That's the Gemara's gonna point out on the top line. Says the Gemara, Mona Inkan, Mashkin Inkan. You know why? Because you're not giving her real money right now, and it's a collateral, so she's not holding on to it. She can't hold on to it. She has no money here. The money is not here. And a collateral means she has to return it to you. When? Huh? When? Doesn't matter. It's not hers. You're not giving her anything. Mana income, mashkin income. See, what Yale's pointing out is, if you're, the, 
intermarrying her with value. We said that's a valid marriage. Over here, you're not even giving her value. You're saying, hold on to this, but it's not yours. See, not you're pushing, not giving her. She's, she has nothing in her hand. She can't go out and sell it? No, it's not hers. It's, therefore, the mashkin has no value to her either. The mashkin has no value. The money has no value. He just wants to show that he's doing a transaction, not that he's really giving her something to, cons- to consummate the transaction. Right. What's right. mashkin? Uh, collateral. So I'm going to give this to you as a collateral for the money. When I give you the money, you'll give it back to me. Okay? So when you give the money, you're married. Right now, you're not married. Says the Gemara, Israel over Nachman, Shatri Goshen over Nachman, Kitcha Bemashka in Mikudesh. There's a Bible which says she would be married. So why are you saying not? The Gemara says, Hasam Bemashkin Achir. That's then with a Mashkin that is being held by somebody else. So if you have a lender um, who's offering her the collateral, that's going to be a kosher marriage. Because then she's going to receive something. Okay? That's what it means like this. There's a case where a mashkin you could marry. Let me explain where you could get married. Here's the case. Ruvain wants to marry Rachel. Ruvain is holding on to a mashkon from Shimon. Shimon borrowed money from Ruvain and gave Shimon the collateral. I'm sorry. Shimon borrowed money from Ruvain and gave Ruvain the collateral. Ruvain wants to marry Rachel, but he has no liquidity right now. She says to Rachel, I'm giving you Shimon's mashkin for marriage. Says the Gemara, that would be fine. That would be fine. Because what he said to her, I'm giving you a mashkin as marriage. So he's giving her what he told her she's getting. Now, eventually it's going to turn into money. But what he's doing is he's giving her something because he's transferring the loan to her domain. Since he's tra- transferring the loan to her domain, he's giving her, that's where we say a collateral can affect the marriage. But stop between the husband and wife. Potential husband and wife. To make a collateral for that, that's not going to be valid. How do we know that such a thing is valid? How do you know that when you have a loan, Ruvain lends money to Shimon and Shimon gives him a collateral it's as if Ruvain owns the mashkin so he's giving his Rachel something and for you this is considered tzedakah okay that's when you lend money and you take back the collateral if it's a collateral the person needs at night you return it at night need by day you return it by day now if he doesn't acquire it how's it called tzedakah you see a Bachayv acquires a mashkin, yeah? The luck is, if, if I lend a homeless person $100, I say, but I need a collateral. Just take my pillow. The is, says in Torah, every night you have to give the pillow back. And that's tzedakah for you. Ask the Gemara, why is it tzedakah? I thought the mashkin is his. It must be. Now when it comes when, when you take a collateral as a loan, the collateral becomes the lenders until the borrower comes to pay back. It's like it's the lenders, but the borrower has a lien. Like you can come pay it and, and get it back. And that's why every night when you give back the pillow, it's called tzedakah. Because the poor guy's using my pillow right now. It's the fact that Terry calls tzedakah is a raya, that you the, the, the lender has ownership. And therefore, Ruvain, who has a mashkin from his loan to Shimon, can transfer that loan onto his wife, 
and it's a valid marriage. B'nai, says Gemara, an incident. B'nai, Rav Huna Bar Oven, the children of Huna Bar Oven, Zoven Hahi Amsa, they they um, got involved in a sale with a Oma, Be Priti, for uh, financial value, Pruta, for Pruta. Lehava Badayu, but they didn't have the money. So they, they entered an agreement to purchase this servant, but they didn't have the money to pay right now. I see they Naska. So they um, they placed a naska. Rashi says it's a chaticha shokasev, a piece of silver. I'm not sure exactly. Chaticha is a piece. So they, they gave a piece of silver. I guess it wasn't currency. Oleha um, for her. The soif, iyakar amsa. And then what happened was they came back to give the money, and take back their silver. And the original seller didn't want to sell her anymore because she was worth more. She was worth more. So they had left the collateral with the seller. So the question now is, if by leaving a collateral they took full ownership, so then the sale already happened, the, guy, the seller can't back out. But if by giving a collateral, it's just like more of a guarantee you will pay, the seller has right to back out. Also, Kameh Ravami. Came from the Ravami, Omar Luhu, Priti Inkan, Naska Inkan. Yeah? Um, he says, if you didn't pay money, all, all you did with the silver bar was like put her on hold, put her on layaway, and, uh, and the, the seller has a right to back out. Tony Rabbana, the rabbis are so shui, is Kash even want to marry me with him on a not losses, a Gosaliyama, Laura, the whole Dover of it. Wow. So here's what happens. A man gives a woman a hundred dollars, and he says, "Be married to me with this hundred dollars." And she takes the money and throws it into a fire, throws it into the ocean, or destroys it in any way. Ena mikudeshes, you are not married. He hands her money. He says, "Marry me with this money." She takes the money, chucks it. See ya. You're not married. Why? She's clearly saying, I don't care for this marriage. I don't care for you. I don't care for your stuff. I'm against this whole thing. Says the Gemara, Ha should the sinu kame. But what if she hands her the money and she takes the money and throws it on the floor? Then have a kedushin. Is she showing she's happy with the marriage? You tell me she, right, it is a marriage. You, what's she telling him when she throws it back in his face? Take it back. So ask the Gemara, why do you got to tell me? If she takes the money, throws it out into the ocean, because we're on a cruise together, or whatever, right? Or it throws it in the fire, then they're not married. Says Gemara, anytime she throws it back, she's not married. Gemara says, you're right, let me buy you, Kamar. Meaning, let me buy, I don't even need to tell you, should the Sinu come made laugh, because she throws it back in his face, it's not a valid marriage, of course. But get ready for this. Avals or a cost of the armor or see if she takes it and throws it into the ocean, into the fire, or destroys it. Ema, maybe we should say, keep on Now she owes him a hundred bucks. See, if she's not married, who are you to throw my money into the ocean? Who are you to throw it into the fire? So I would say, now that she's obligating herself for him, so Kedusha Kaj Nafsha, she's obligating herself to him. 
what you're saying that by throwing her in the ocean, she's obligating. Yeah. Because she's because she owes him something now. If, if she doesn't want the deal, then she should give it back to him. Correct. Not throw it away. So she means to accept the marriage. Otherwise, what are you doing, Meshuggah? You don't like the guy, so what are you, you're going to enter into a, a Bezda now? Say this. So you, you're, you're basically saying... Yeah, what right do you have? Yeah, you have no right to do that unless you're the wife. If you're the wife, throw away your husband's money. Yeah. Now, okay, all right? So, and, and, uh, and, so why is she destroying it? My time's going out into the ocean. Savra, you know what she's checking? This guy wants to marry me. I'm going to take a hundred bucks and flush it. If decay, I'm going to check him out. This guy, how bad of a temper he has. She wants to accept the marriage, but she wants to put her husband up to the test right away. Yeah? Kamash Balan. So the price lets me know that whether she throws it back in his face, whether she destroys it, and if she does, she owes him the money. Either way, it's not considered an acceptance of marriage, even though she's obligating herself it's, financially. It's, it's not a marriage. Not, it's not a marriage. Because? She never accepted it. She, she did an action. She, 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 she never did an action of acceptance. The only chance that we say it's a valid marriage is that we're, should we consider it an acceptance and then a test? Says the Gemara, we don't, that, that's not the assumption. It's not the assumption. Turn around one of the rabbis, and that's why the rabbi says, God, she leave him on it, marry me with him on And she says, to name please, instead of giving me the money, beautiful, give the money to my parents, give the money to your dad. Yeah? I don't need, I don't need anything, please. Uh, instead of giving it to me, give it to somebody else. Allah is, she is not Mekudasha, she's not married. Okay? Okay? But if she says, I'll be married on condition that one of our parents accepts this from me, then she is married because you, you see she's consenting. You see that she's involved. Now again, she has to receive something for this marriage to be, uh, to, to be valid. The, the, we, we learned the case of Abba, give it to my father, to teach us the kayach, the power of the halacha, of the Reisha. Okay. Now in the Reisha, what happened? The first case says, give the money to my father. Give the money to your father. We said, that's not considered to be marriage. That Abba, I would think it is a marriage. It says, give the money to my father. We would think it should be a marriage, right? So that's how we're mentioning my father. See if she says, give it to your father. She says, can you marry me? She says, give the money to your dad. It's not a Kiddush that you're not married. If she says, give the money to my father, I would think you're not going to marry. So in the Reisha, the Kiddush is, you're still not married. And the Seifa, which we say, it is a valid marriage, it's even if she says, give it to your father. Okay? She's not telling anybody in her family, she's talking about her father-in-law. We, ex- we understand this to be that she's consenting to the marriage. Husband and wife, take it, she says, on condition that your father accepts it from me, Valid. He says, marry me with a money. To name the plenty, he says, give the money to my friend. Not a marriage. What if she says, I'll be married to your condition, this friend accepts it. And I need to know the cases of where she says, give it to our parents. And I also need the second halacha of give it to my friend. Why? 
That's what we say. If she makes a condition on them accepting, that's what we say it's a valid marriage. The Because she's being das. She's relying on them in what way? Savra, she thinks of the Yeah, they'll they'll hold on to the money for me. They'll they'll uh, carry out the money for me and accept the kedushin, and it's going to be such a beautiful, uh, you know, such a beautiful uh, acceptance of marriage. Avoplani, but if she says Tamagai who's not related, I would say it's not a valid marriage, and therefore the Chiddush of the Bray says no, it's still a valid marriage. If she says be makabel, you know, uh, I'll be married to you on condition that this person is makabel, we say it is a valid marriage. If you ask me if we only would have said the second case, because she doesn't rely on the person to that uh, to give him a gift. When she says give it to my father, or your father. The Makarva Daitil Gabayu, she 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 relies on them. I would say that why are you saying give the money to my father or your father? Because she cares about them and she's saying, I don't want to be married, give it to them as a gift. You have a hundred bucks, instead of wasting your money on marriage, give it to give it to my dad, give it to your dad. No, just give it as a gift, not necessarily a marriage. Therefore, therefore we need this added uh, we, we need this case as well. To, to this halacha to tell me that it's considered a valid marriage when she makes it on condition both by Ava Vicha and Pliny and it's not a valid marriage if she doesn't make it conditional she just says give it to this guy give it to my parents it's not going to be a valid marriage in those cases I'm going to hold it here for today we're up to Tanur Rabbanon eight lines from the bottom have a wonderful wonderful evening Shem.